You're listening to the Full 10 Yards of Brett Ball Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. everyone this is the full 10 yards Britball podcast it's been a while since we last spoke with anything to do with either Britball uh, fair amount has happened obviously uh, since we last spoke but most importantly we have some spanking new music specific for this podcast and I for one quite enjoy it but yes we are back with another series of podcasts like we normally do taking a look into the lay of the land or with some teams up and down the UK to uh, to fill that lull whilst we wait for COVID-19 to die away because I'm sure as many of you are aware loads of teams loads of head coaches players chomping at the bit because uh, what they would normally be doing at the moment is gearing up for their first uh, games of the season start of April but alas not to be so far Will we be getting any football this season? It's anyone's guess, but we'll be getting everyone's opinion on whether or not we will see any football this season. We'll be visiting such teams like Yorkshire, East Kilbride, Sussex, Sheffield and some other surprises thrown in there too. So if you want to come along for the ride, the best thing you can do is subscribe, rate and review the podcast over on Apple Podcasts. Go give us a five-star review and leave a little rating if you if you do in fact enjoy the podcast uh, at any moment, even for a split second. Why not follow us on Twitter at F10YBritBall where you'll be alerted to whenever all the podcasts drop and all the, uh, in, the, in the interviews and all the details that you need to know. Firstly, before we get into all these podcasts, I want to say thank you to absolutely everyone who got in contact and got involved with this. Lots and lots of appetite, lots and lots of interest. Uh, still got uh, a couple of teams on the second wave li- list, which I'll shortly get to indeed whilst you are enjoying these. But we start our Britball podcast series with a trip to Hertfordshire and we talk to you the Cheetahs head coach Craig Barnes. I hope you enjoy it. Hit the segment break. Music. Okay, joining me now, we are looking at the Hertfordshire Cheetahs, and I'm delighted to say uh, Craig Barnes is joining us to give us a, a quick crash course into all things Cheetahs. Craig, welcome on to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Tim. How, how are you doing in these, uh, these should we say, what, weird and surreal times? Yes, that's an understatement. Um, yeah, on a professional level, I've, I've had to stop work uh, to, yesterday, so... Um, trying to find things to do my wife is working from home as well so uh, uh, I had to keep, tread very carefully not to disturb her and not to uh, encourage her to get me to do things around the house so uh, <laughs> yeah it's a running battle yeah good good, good luck good luck to you with that but uh, yeah, yeah obviously hopefully in the next 15-20 minutes or so uh, we can take minds off uh, kind of current affairs in, in going on in the world but and talk about a bit of the uh, Britball game and, and more importantly the Hertfordshire Cheetahs um, so Craig let's start off at the beginning let's, uh, how, how did you come across Hertfordshire Cheetahs and, and uh, you know give us a kind of a lay of the land with with you and and, uh, and the boys there right well um the, in terms of coaching uh i i'd been coaching rugby uh, for about 10 years um i had played previously in the midst of time um and ironically um i had to give the game up because of a back injury and i um my last game that i played was was actually against the cheaters um yeah. Uh, the Chilton Cheetahs, as they were known then, I think. Uh, yeah, we certainly were over at Amersham, and I ended up in hospital. Um, nothing massively serious, but a back problem that didn't go away for a good few years. Anyway, so I 
coached rugby for about 10 years and uh, my son was playing rugby and was getting bored of it and had seen some photos of me and my kit and said, you know, any chance I could do that, Dad? So um, we looked on the web to see if there was some teams and uh, the Cheetahs, who were based in Watford at the time, or Bushy rather, mm-hmm. um, were advertising. So we went along to a rookie day and uh, my son enjoyed it and I found myself getting roped into the to the fledgling junior team. Um, my son was only 15 at the time, so he would be going to youth. And uh, so well, I got roped into the uh, to the junior team, became the DC, um, had to relearn the game. Uh, obviously, been out of it for a long time. Mm. And uh, and also, uh, the game had obviously moved on while I'd been away. So, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a, um, a steep learning curve. But um, <laughs> Thanks to the internet, I managed to get up to speed fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think and, people uh, are just yeah. about learning the internet's um, very very val- valuable at the moment. If if, if, oh, if, yeah. if the internet yeah, had shares, it'd be skyrocketing right now. Absolutely, yeah. The likes of uh, video conference app, uh, apps and the such are um, are cleaning up at the moment. It's um, it, it, it. There are some hilarious videos on of people not realising <laughs> they're being videoed, but. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that, that's one of the lighter moments of all of this. But the, the important thing is, is that people can still communicate with each other, and I'll be talking about that a bit later. No, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, also, what you obviously mentioned that you played. What, what position did you play? I'm going to go. I'm going to go say lineman for you. Uh, I was. I started off a defensive tackle, um, and then moved back to middle linebacker. Uh, in those days, the middle linebacker was basically a defensive tackle that could run a bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I was a defensive captain, and um, but uh, yeah, that, I, I I loved it for the contact. The ball was in irrelevance as far as I was concerned. Sure. In, those, in those days, yeah, no, absolutely. I say you either, yeah, you know, you're a defensive player when you uh, you prefer the contact rather than know, knowing where the ball is. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah, fair enough. Exactly. So obviously, um, you know, Hertfordshire Cheaters is where you where you currently are. How long, how long have you been with those? Those guys. Um, I joined them uh, in 2012 for the 2013 season. Um, so yeah, I've been with them a while. Um, uh, so DC for a couple of years, and yep. uh, and then was made interim head coach and head coach. Yeah. Um, after a season with them, I left to join the London Blitz and coached defensive line. Uh, there for a season. Uh, we went to uh, actually no. There's one year we didn't go to a championship. I, my son won a championship the following year because he went to the bits as well. Uh, I after season I was asked to come back to the Cheetahs and be the uh, senior defensive coordinator. So that's what I did. That was in 2006 17, um, and I've been with them since. I became the Head coach in to the end of 2017, okay. um, and uh, yeah, so been there since. Mm. And if, if, if obviously if there will be some people out there that uh, maybe north uh, north of you guys or north of the border in up in Scotland that don't know anything about the Hertfordshire uh, Cheers, what would um, if they were, if you could compare them to maybe an NFL an NFL team or in terms of like maybe play style or you know, is there a way you could describe how the the Cheaters play? Oh, that's a good one. Um, well, as, as playing style is, uh, I mean, we've, we've offensively we've changed it a little bit. We've uh, had a bit of a move around and uh, and necessity, unfortunately. I've uh, got a new OC. Um, I would say we're a little bit more West Coast than we were last year. Okay. Um, we were uh, more RPO based last year. 
Um, defensively, I can speak a bit more authority on <laughs> that because that's been me. Um, uh, we are we, we, we like to stop the run first because uh, that's what Britball likes to yeah, do. They absolutely. like to run the ball. Uh, we stop that and uh, and then we take the ball away. So, um, yeah, we, we're, we're, we're an aggressive uh, defence, um, but... But without a lot, a great deal of blitzing, if you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we run, we run a forefront yeah. and um, stack the box. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, we 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 we're fairly even that we can stack the box or put um, sure. we can put nine in the box or seven in the coverage, eight yeah. in the coverage. So yeah. Um, yeah, we like to mix things up a bit. No, absolutely. Well, that's uh, that's that's an edge of, of getting ahead of obviously and being adaptable and flexible when you play uh, different teams. Who are your uh, who are your biggest rivals or who are your your nearest rivals? Well, as I'm sure you know, Tim, with Britball, particularly unless unless you're in the Premier Division, um, you don't tend to keep rivals very long no. because you get moved around, yeah. uh, and such was the case with us. Um, I would say since I've been at, uh, with the seniors, uh, we've had a shall we say a feisty relationship with um, Portsmouth Dreadnoughts. Okay. Um, very got on great with their coaches. Uh, really, they're really but good bunch of guys. Um, we played when we first played them. When we dropped into Division Two, um, they both sides had a couple of chippy lads who liked to uh, impart their opinions on on each other, sure. and uh, so um, that made for some interesting uh, encounters. And and I have to say, some of our best games. I mean, we played them in the final, the Div Two final, mm-hmm. um, and it was a great occasion, um, and was made better the fact we won, of course, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, we've been taken away from them and put into a more local division, the uh, SSC One East. Yeah, and so yeah, we're we're looking very much looking forward to playing the likes of Cambridge, uh, Wembley. Wembley are only forty minutes away from yeah. us, if that. Um, so um, yeah, and we've, they've got some of our old players as well. So uh, yeah, there, there will be some reacquaintances. Plus, also they beat us in the playoffs. Um, when we were first in uh, Div 2 um, and so we've got a bit of unfinished business with that lot so um, yeah, be looking forward to, to seeing them So obviously this, this off-season has been has been kind of thwarted by the by the pandemic but were you able to conduct any rookie days at all? Were they successful? Because obviously it's a really important part of trying to get people into the game and, and say, you know, try and draw on maybe ex-rugby players or people that uh, may not know too much about the game Were, they, were you able to do any this year? Yes, we did have rookie days. Um, we have um, we're in a very fortunate position that we've got at the University of Hertfordshire virtually next door to us. So uh, we've been very keen to um, co- cultivate a relationship with them. Yeah, and um, and we are starting. Well, we, last year we started to reap the benefits of it. We've got some excellent young players. Um, that came and joined us. Um, obviously, rookie days. Uh, we we see them as sort of um, bonus points, really, because yeah. people will come along anyway. They contact the club and they say, oh, "I fancy trying this. Um, can I come along?" But uh, the rookie days also they they they're, they're a good opportunity for returning players, particularly those maybe who had their rookie year the previous year, yeah. to get some extra reps in to to uh, concentrate on the fundamental skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we enjoy doing those, and yeah, it's always nice when somebody who looks like they could be really good turns up mm-hmm. um, and um, appears to be quite enthusiastic as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a winning combination. You yeah. know, so um, yeah, but uh, yeah, we we've managed to pick up some players from this year. 
um, and uh, increase the quality of, uh, of the squad. Sure. And I suppose that just as a random, obviously, I, was, I did a rookie day last year for, for a team up in Scotland just to, to try it out and um, yeah, really enjoyed that. But if, if you've got someone that comes in, maybe doesn't know too much about the game and is, is wanting to get involved, how do you kind of, how do you assess them? Is it a case of you know, establishing are they big, are they small, are they fast, are they slow and can they catch and can't catch and then then kind of you know apply them accordingly to, the, to their requisite position? Well, as far as I'm concerned, the, the, the main thing that I want from these guys is commitment. Sure. Um, the, you know, obviously, they, they have to have some level of ability, um, in whether it be speed, strength, uh, or, or whatever it is. Um, that, but if, the, if they're committed, if they say, yeah, I really want to do this, I'm, I, you know, I don't work Sundays and Wednesdays because we train midweek, yeah. Um, you know, I'd, I, or I'll start clearing the decks, and that, that we, we can we can accommodate that. Yeah. You know, it's um, we we do. Yeah, you know, we we can't be too choosy. So, oh, you know, he could be taller for an extra yeah. season, or <laughs> you know, he needs to gain forty pounds to be an offensive lineman. We're not in that position, so we, we, and we realise that we have been blessed with tremendous athletes that have come into the club the last few years, um, uh, and have really sort of. Uh, Helped us out, but um, yeah, it's it's a renewal every year, effectively. And so, you know, you t- when these new guys turn up, you hope that they know what a football looks like, and yep. and that might sound a bit ridiculous, but we do get them. We get people yeah. say, "I've never watched a game uh, on telly," and you you do struggle to wonder how they what sort of thought process they yeah, yeah, yeah. to actually want to play, no. but. Um, you know, so like, how did you manage to miss that? First of all, you know, given the blanket <laughs> coverage that's on the NFL and college football, we think, yeah, you know, that's quite an achievement to not see any. But, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, and some of them, I mean, there's one guy who I'm thinking of in particular, he's probably one of the most committed guys that we've got, and he'd never watched the game before in his yeah. life. Yeah. So, yeah, who am I to judge? <laughs> no, this is it. it takes it takes. All, well, the, th- the good thing about American football is it, it can take all shapes and sizes. So, um, yeah, no, that's that's the best thing. Um, Absolutely, we'll find somewhere for you to play. Yeah, there's a hundred hundred and ten positions, I think, something like that. Uh, in if you include every single facet of the game, including special teams, so we will get people game time if mm. if they're willing to train, learn the playbook, understand their role, and do their very best. Um, uh, then we we can we can get them on the field. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely, obviously, rookie days are a big part of um, you know helping maintain rosters and getting and getting those numbers up. But obviously, the Super Bowl parties uh, that that some teams uh, throw to obviously helps the financial side of things. Uh, obviously, some teams like to get quite creative and um, in, in terms of getting people in to, to come and support the team. Where, where did you did you have a Super Bowl party this year? If so, where where and when was it? Um, I. Believe we did. I and I wasn't able to attend. Unfortunately, uh, my job, you know, rather prevents me from d- doing really late nights. Um, but uh, um, yeah, uh, to be to be honest with you, Tim, um, it's not. We rather put you know Super Bowl parties on as a thank you to yeah. to the players sure. and and people associated with the club, rather than see it as a uh, as a money maker. We we do other things. Uh, to raise um, finance and funding through sure. the, throughout the season, yeah. Um, and yeah, that, and that's above my pay grade. So the, the committee do all of that sort of stuff, and mm. um, I just turn up when I'm told. To. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're 
Uh, it's um, yeah, Super Bowl party. I mean, I, I when I didn't have such a, a demanding job in the mornings, um, I, I did used to go to the to the Super Bowl parties, and they are great fun. They're really, really yeah. good stuff. Especially when the game is really close, and or or you know, or the Patriots are losing. And, um, <laughs> that always uh, creates a good atmosphere. Yeah, yeah that depends. That depends. That's alternating years, isn't it? But now with uh, Mr. Tom Brady uh, leaving Foxborough, hopefully they won't be there uh, any time again soon. Well, that's right. That's what the rest of the league is hoping, anyway. <laughs> um, I, I'm sure I, I have high regard for Coach Belichick and his his methods, um, the legal ones, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but he's, uh, I'm sure he's got some tricks up his sleeve yeah. to uh, to turn them into a contender, regardless of whether Tom Brady's mm. there or not. Absolutely. Um, yeah, they'll be like wounded animal next year. Sure. And without without making uh, turning this into a New England uh, Patriots hate hate podcast, uh, we'll we'll move on swiftly. Craig, um, you, <laughs> <laughs> you, you you mentioned obviously the Super Bowl party is used for obviously to to thank the players rather than trying to secure maybe funds for uh, the club. Obviously, you um, hurt the cheaters in, in the local community, and I know yourself, uh, you're very in yeah, interlinked with the community and, and have projects that go on obviously to help grow the brand of, of the cheaters, and obviously, yeah, uh, as a Consequences of that, you know, get support from from the community in terms of finance. Uh, what what um, is is that a real draw for you? Is that the thing you really get the most enjoyment out of being able to to give back to the local community and you know get the players and the team involved? Um, well, we do we do a bit of media, um, local radio. We get involved in that. We've done um, like walks through walks through the uh, St Albans uh, city. We are based in St Albans, um, and uh, you know just basically making ourselves more visible. Um, yeah, you know, we're say we're we're very we're visible on social media with with local. Um, uh, media, social media accounts, uh, and and such. Um, I, I mean, we, we the one the biggest thing that we did last year was the Armed Forces Day game that we did um, where we played Sussex Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great event. We had uh, we we managed to wangle a new kit out of the national lottery uh, to celebrate, uh, which nice. is very kind of them. Yeah. Um, and uh, we we obviously did some uh, fundraising for uh, wounded servicemen, help for heroes, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, we had um, a local celebrity, um, Steve Collins, former middleweight boxing champion, came down, mm-hmm. um, and we had members of the armed forces and members on the team who were former sort and current serving uh, members of the armed forces. Um, and it was a it was a great event. It really was. It was well publicised and uh, streamed and all that. So it's a, just a shame we couldn't win the game. That's another matter. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. It's all for all, all for good causes. Um, obviously, talking of of that, that's the kind of activities that, that go on during the off season. Obviously, off, this off season has been uh, thwarted by what's been going on. When, when was the last time uh, you guys all practiced together as a unit? And what have, what have you kind of told the guys to do in between uh, whilst we we, we see. What, how how it plays out? Um, do you know what? It's it's a bit of a struggle for me to remember remember the last time we trained uh, because before we had all this uh, coronavirus, we uh, we had the ludicrous weather um, mm, yeah. and just rain every single, which then became every weekend. It was as though it booked <laughs> yeah. it in yeah, absolutely. Uh, for start start Saturday and Sunday night, yeah. and um, amen, amen and that. so yeah, we found ourselves. Being huddled into 
the clubhouse to do film sessions uh, or uh, where we could sort of sneak out and do a little bit of, um, you know, on the field just for a while before uh, coming back in again. And it, it, it all became a little bit silly, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but the players, the players reacted well. Um, yeah, I mean, at the moment, uh, I've, I'm setting up um, various stuff on Microsoft Teams um, in order to keep uh, keep in touch with the players and the coaches. Um, with with posting up stuff, with doing um, video conferencing um, to just go through stuff, just to keep them mentally yeah. um, get some mental reps so that they're not, you know, they haven't forgotten what a ball looks like yeah. if if in the event. Baffer allow us to play football this year mm. but uh, uh, yeah so we, it's a little bit obviously it's all up in the air we've no idea when if and when we're going to be playing so all you can do is try to just make sure that the players you know who have busy lives make sure that they know we are still there and we're thinking of them and that we're not going to let them just forget about it and uh, and go off and do whatever they want to do <laughs> no absolutely not <laughs> and and I, I, committed so, no um, absolutely yeah. No, well, I, th- I think um, obviously it's a, it's, a, it's a fair question to to ask whether or not we'll we'll get a season in this year. I think I think one thing that will help uh, Britball if if there is to be a season is the fact that the you know, divisions are quite small, so you can you know you don't have as, maybe as wider gaps in between games. I know that will obviously put pressure on officials and officiating, considering you know there's yeah probably not enough uh, to maybe. Uh, cater for a crammed season if if you like but maybe we have a reduced season of uh, playing one um even if you just play one team each team once um but we we obviously remains to be seen do you think do you think we'll get any type of football this season or do you think uh, it's 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 looking unlikely at this point i i do i do worry i have to say um when you think that professional organizations and you know we we've heard today that the the olympics has been postponed until next year i mean this is something that is costing billions of yep. pounds or dollars or whatever uh, to put on and they are willing to uh, shunt that back a year uh, the professional soccer tournaments are being moved back or postponed or cancelled uh, and so something that um, is yeah and let's be honest is uh, very amateur yep. um, in all uh, phases of the game um, it, probably doesn't have the structure to fire up again uh, at short notice. Um, So I do not envy uh, the CEO of BAFA, uh, Pete Ackley, or any any of the guys who are making the decision to pull the trigger on it or get it going again or or whatever, um, because I wouldn't want... Either way, they're going to get a lot of flack. Mm. But um, I think... I'd be I, if you if to if you put a gun to my head, I would say I would be surprised if we did play this season. Mm. I hope that we do, as you said. Um, if we can play some sort of shortened season, um, then you know at the end of the day, people have paid money to register um, and they're playing for the love of the game and nothing else. Yeah. Then it is. Um, a priority, I would imagine, to try and get something sorted out. But I, I, I worry that the logistics might be and and the safety of the players, because at the end of the day, if the, you know they they can't they can't be running on a treadmill in their in their multi million pound mansions and like the NFL guys do, yeah. they, they 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 go and do normal jobs. And if they're then asked at two weeks' notice, say right, we're going to play some football, people could get hurt, and uh, we we don't want that. No. 
No, that's that's uh, that's fair. That's a fair point. Okay, just before we get out of here, then Craig, obviously, just a, a few quick fire ones um, to 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 end us off. So, just about the game itself. What's what's your your favourite thing about uh, Britball, and what's your least favourite thing? My favourite thing about Britball is the fact that it gives uh, kids um, a an avenue into a great game. Um, it, you know, it's it's building all the time in this country, and I'm, it's great to see that so many kids taking up the sport. Least favourite thing about Britball, um, the factions. We've had it since I played. We've had it before I played in, in the very early 80s where it's very political and I wish it was a lot less political. Mm. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, okay, if you could make one rule change about anything to do with Britball, what would it be? Uh, scrap defensive pass interference. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Coming for, you're not a defensive coordinator by any chance, yeah, are you, Craig? <laughs> Get, give the game back to the defenders, yeah. I say. Make the receivers sweat again like they used to when I played. Yeah, fair. <laughs> spoken, spoken like a true defender. Like at, defender at heart. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, next one. If you had one million, yeah. if you had just one million to spend on grassroots, where would it go? Uh, I appreciate yeah, your millions, not much. That's where I phrase this coaching. Coaching. Yeah, yeah no, that's it's fair. Coaching. Yeah. yeah. Um, not 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 necessarily paid me a million pounds, but um, <laughs> get get top quality coaching and a coaching structure in. We're getting there. Bafka is doing a good job in trying to educate uh, the coaches. But at the end of the day, if the if if the players don't get better, then the game doesn't get better. Sure. And the way they're going to get better is not by just watching YouTube videos. They need to be uh, they need to be taught properly by people who know what they're doing and understand the game. Yep, no, that's fair enough. Uh, obviously, part of that uh, NFL. Academy obviously recently launched. Uh, do, you, do you think that's a step in the right direction? Uh, I th- yeah, I, I, any publicity for the game in this country is good. I, I do, I do worry about the motives of the NFL with it. Uh, I think it's a little bit of um, it's a publicity stunt. But we've had guys, kids from the cheaters be um, offered places at the academy. Um, it is. It's still very new and still maturing, sure. and in maybe in ten years' time, it, it will be something really, really, really good. Uh, and I applaud the guys that have, you know, uh, that have set this up. Um, it just, it just needs time to mature. At the moment, yeah, it, it, it needs work. But um, I, I'm, I, as I say, anything is anything that promotes the game in this country is good, as far as I'm concerned. And do you think a, a potential London franchise would help? In the NFL, I'm I'm not a fan of that. To be honest with you, um, but then they're not they're not interested in my in my opinion as a as a middle aged bloke. <laughs> um, they're going to want they're going to want the kids involved. Sure. Um, the you know it, 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 I dare say if the Jaguars were to move over here, they'd get full crowds. Uh, I do worry about the. The robustness of it, if you know, because I remember the World League, and we had the London Monarchs here, and I went to see all the games in, in the early nineties. Um, uh, but then that started to peter out. It did nothing for the British game. Yeah. Um, the 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 NFL, if they're serious about the game in this country, then they would need to put more into into grassroots. They they did used to. They they were a lot more interested when it first started. In this country, but um, they're they're a, they're a big business, and that's all they're interested in. And I think we would just be uh, interested on lookers 
Yep, no, that's fine. And uh, okay, so a bit more about your team then. So you've got six questions here. Um, I, I would I would say that they're all mandatory to be answered, but you might you might not you might want to uh, to bite your tongue on some of these. But we'll we'll give them a go anyway, <laughs> uh, Craig. So for, for, yeah. first one up is probably the worst one. Who would win a tug tug of war between your offensive line and any five or any five defensive players? Uh, I think it would be a very keenly contested draw. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say on that. Fair enough. Uh, if, if you if you end up doing that, we'll have to you have to video it for us, and we'll and we'll uh, we'll put it on our on our social media. Um, okay, which player? Which, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which uh, which, which player is the first on the practice field, or which position? Uh, the receivers, the wide receivers. They are yeah, they they are uh, they're amazing bunch. They are they're 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 keen as mustard. Cool. Uh, which, uh, which set of players are most likely to forget their gum shield? Um, there are. I tried to narrow that down after you gave me the list of questions, and I couldn't do it. There were too many candidates. <laughs> too I'm many. afraid. Uh, most, most. I would, I would lay money that is one of the defensive backs. Fair, Fair enough. Uh, which players most likely to oversleep for an away game? Well, we go back to the um, defensive backs. <laughs> We've got a chap called Charles, who's a tremendous player. Uh, and a great guy, uh, and has absolutely no sense of time to keeping whatsoever. Lovely stuff. Sounds like my type <laughs> of player. Uh, which player thinks they're actually playing in the NFL? Um, well, I'm going to say this, and I mean this in a positive sense. We have a lad called Teo, who he uh, he trains like an NFL player. He's he's relentless. Um, he's one of our receivers, and he's he's. I, I I think the kid could go somewhere. Actually, he, he he's uh, he's a very talented lad, and he, he just he works. His work ethic is unbelievable. Lovely stuff. Uh, okay, and then last one. Uh, uh, any of the of the players got a favourite drill or a least favourite drill that you put them through in training? Um, well, there's one. It probably applies to both sides of it. Actually, it's called the give up drill, and uh, it's basically uh, one player has to beat three people. Uh, who are sort of like t- uh, tiered, as it were. Uh, you know, two in the front, one behind them, and then you've got like a, a bag or you know, a, a half round or something on the floor. They've got they've got two minutes to touch that bag. Now, um, defenders liked it to start with, and the receivers didn't tend to like it to start with. But I think it's winning them round, and I think some of the others. Um, you're not quite it's a good it's a great test of physicality if mm-hmm. you're not really up for the physicality then uh, it's going to be a long two minutes no, um but it does throw up some su- surprising um you know winners as it were people yeah. you think that think well no he's just gonna be all day at that and he's yeah. never gonna get anywhere near it actually um do manage to conquer it mm-hmm. so it's um Whilst they don't realise, they, they they don't like it. They think they don't like it, but actually they do. No, that's fair enough. <laughs> and then last one before we get out of here, do you give any player? What's the player punishment for full starts? Um, I'm not really into that because it doesn't tend to. Uh, it's not really a version therapy. We try to talk to them and and say, look, you know, you've really got to discipline yourselves uh, to to do this. I mean, maybe if we if it beca- I mean, I you know, and that seems to have worked. Um, I re- I remember one game a couple of years ago where I lost my rag on the sideline because we kept full starting, um, and 
had a right old go at the offensive coordinator in front. He, he was up in the town. And I was shouting at him in the town. Um, <laughs> well, that seemed to um, that seemed to work because they didn't do it again. No. <laughs> so they obviously were worried that I was going to go up there and kill their offensive coordinator. So uh, um, they, they, for his sake, they decided to uh, discipline themselves. So it, it worked. But yeah, uh, yeah my, my guys are not too bad on mm. that front. Fair enough. Okay, Craig, uh, just before we let you go, just want to tell anyone that might be listening round about your area, obviously you've be- said you're based in St Albans, but uh, how they can contact the team or if they want a bit more information or how they can, can contact yourself and get to get a bit more information. Uh, right, well, um, if they go onto Facebook and search for Hertfordshire Cheetahs AFC, uh, or they can go into Instagram because that apparently that's the one that people <laughs> t- like to use. Uh, so it's the same thing. Yeah, I don't use it myself. Uh, I I'm on Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is Craig R L Barnes B A R N E S. And uh, so yeah, they, they, all the information is on there. Um, our website is uh, currently in, um, it's being restructured. So um, the best bet is to is to go uh, via Facebook. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that give us all the, uh, the, the information uh, where we are and how to contact us. Lovely stuff. And I say, anyone out there that maybe misses all that, obviously you can get us at F10Y Britball as well. We're pointing you in the right direction. But, Craig, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for giving us a crash course into the Hertfordshire Cheetahs and telling us, obviously, a bit about yourself and, uh, obviously, give, give it a bit more character behind the side of the, of the Britball game. And, um, yeah, really appreciate you sharing your time with us. No problem, Tim. It's been a pleasure. Big thanks to Craig there, kicking us off with our Britball series of podcasts. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you've got room for plenty more indeed. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at F10Y Britball. We are, of course, part of the Full 10 Yards network. If you want to go and give those guys a follow as well, at Full 10 Yards, where we cover absolutely everything, absolutely everything, ladies and gentlemen, of American football. Uh, but that's going to do it for today's podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you come back again uh, very soon indeed. We'll have the next podcast up in the series uh, where we as a, take a tour around the UK and take, take a little look at what's going on with a few different teams. But, uh, yeah, we'll speak to you very soon indeed. I've been Timothy Lambert-Monk. I've been your host. In the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now.